Greetings. I want to welcome you to this TLA podcast on masks, capes, and the strength to smile. I'm your host, Beth Turner, and my guest today is Lynn Ford. Lynn, I'm so glad that you're here. For comic relief. We had a lot of joy, you know, trying to connect. I jokingly told Lynn that NASA wants to hire us. They cannot live in the final frontier without the two of us. <laughs> for all the tech it is for comic relief. So Lynn, I just want people to know a few things um, about you before we before we get into the topics today and just to let them know that you are a fourth generation nationally recognized storyteller. You're an author many times over. We'll let people know about where or how to get your books. You're also a mama, a grandmama, and a great grandma. And I'm also told a really good cook, which probably more than people, one person agrees with that. I'm sure there's many more. You're also a TLA teacher and you joined us, um, you know, today from your, from your home in Ohio. So, so glad you're here. Me too. Thanks for inviting me. You know, we're talking masks, capes, and the strength to smile. It's a lot, you know, are we wearing all of those things right now in quarantine? How do you feel or a little bit on the genesis of this topic? Well, I think we're trying. Um, everyone that's brave enough to accept what's happening, not as uh, the norm that will be, but just as what it is, is kind of a superhero. And of course, we're wearing those masks over our faces, but some of us are wearing uh, the mask of smiling, which actually gets you to start smiling. And as far as a cape, as long as you can embrace life um, and elevate your mind, um, you're kind of wearing a, a cape. So the so the masks in this case are something that's good. Is that what the, you're indicating that it's not like a hiding? It's a, a little bit more on masks, right? It's it's a it's more a, a power play for yourself. I'm not talking about the masks that um, we're asked to wear when we go outside. I'm talking about the superhero mask that identifies who you are, regardless of the situation. Uh, when we smile, we do start to feel better. And that's why it's important to smile and just to laugh. Um, even if you don't find anything particularly funny, even a little giggle, a snicker, um, a guffaw, it'll help you. And that's actually, if you think about it, a mask against um, the powers that are uh, giving us negative thoughts and bringing us down. I'm a mild depressive and I don't need much to bring me down. So I try to do something uplifting. Um, in the morning when I get up, I don't look in the mirror first. I say, hello, beautiful to myself and to the day. And then I look in the mirror. So that's kind of a mask because sometimes when I look in the mirror, I just have to laugh. <laughs> That's wonderful. So great takeaway. First of all, just, you know, don't even start with the mirror. Just say, hey, you know, hello, beautiful. So that's one of your, anything else that's really helping you right now, um, you know, really building up your inner, your inner, your mask, your cape. Tell us about that. Um, the sunshine mask, facing the sunlight. Uh, we don't always get to go outside, but whenever you have a chance, it's a good idea. Here in Ohio, we've had extremely overcast and rainy days, and then the sun will come out, and I'm running for the window or the door just to get a little bit of that sunshine on my face. 
so trying to get some of the natural light is extremely important. Also, not spending a lot of time watching the news. I, I know we need to know what's going on, but that can be a real downer. It can go from feeling sad to feeling angry and and feeling aggressive and we really don't need that when there's no creative way to get rid of the aggression we can't all go out running and we can't necessarily get to our art studios um, another thing is staying in touch with people uh, not isolating yourself because even though we can't be face to face for real we can face to face talk and we can talk on the phone and something else I've discovered is going back to the old fashioned way of communicating called writing letters. It makes me feel good when I get that done and get it in the mail. You know what? And that's one of the things I've appreciated. I'm, you know, this has been an inspiration for me to go and do this because I think, oh, I wanted to tell this person, thank you. You know, it's going to mean so much more than getting, you know, political flyers or, you know, whatever bills we still get. So, you know, that is inspiring. So just facing the sunlight, you said, you know, reducing the intake of news because it this was something I've not heard before, that we don't have a lot of ways to release that tension, you know, the conflict of emotion that we feel or we sense within reading news stories or watching them. Mm -hmm. Never thought about Yes, it's it's you and you can tell the difference. I used to turn on the news um, immediately for the weather report mostly, and the weather report, as I said, we have those cloudy days. Right now, it's really sunny, and then they're talking about it being too cold and too wet a little bit later. Well, I get what's important from the weather report, and then I shut it back off, and I read the headlines on my cell phone so that I'm not getting all of it. And if something seems essential, of course, I do read that. But my goodness, you're just immersing yourself in negative thoughts. Um, and it's difficult to get away from that once you start. Um, some people get obsessed with the news. And um, if you avoid it for a while, there's a bit of withdrawal, too. But I think it's a good thing. Replace uh, reading all the news with a, a good book. Um, replace watching all the news with some old movie or even some cartoons. No, those are good. And the, you know, something else we hadn't thought about is that when you, it's almost like an addictive quality. You, you said, you know, with, with the withdrawal and that is, you know, right now information is currency. That's what we're hooked on, Absolutely. you know, but it's, Right. And we're not all talking, you know, when you're you, you can make you can make currency work because you're trading like things. But there's so much chatter and so much conflict. We're not even trading the same information. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so for every couple of negative news reports that I see, because I am trying to gather information, I try to look for some good news, too, or a silly video or I sing a silly song to myself. There is, um, so these are some antidotes, you know, that you mentioned. And yeah, I can't help but think that, you know, some of us have these default stories or these refrains or chorus lines that we go to if we're not awake. It sounds like you've really done a lot of inner work to kind of come up with your own theme song. Um, uh, if that's true, <laughs> I just want to know about how you do it and what yours is. Um. I've always made up songs in my head. They don't necessarily have to make sense to anyone else. And sometimes I sing them out loud 
uh, I don't care if people in the house get annoyed. It's mostly my husband and me, and he, he's used to me being weird. Um, I got the idea, in a sense, from the fact that I always made up songs when I was a child, but um, our youngest son reinforced that when he was about five years old, his birthday was coming and he made up a song I'll never forget it he just walked around the house singing birthday birthday all right all right and pretty soon we were all singing this song until his birthday came along um and I realized he was so full of cheer even though he wasn't feeling particularly well and so I thought everybody needs their own theme song their own hero's song that was reinforced even more by a friend of mine. We were talking about feeling down. And you know how there are those people that you can just kind of lean on and they'll listen and you'll listen and things seem better when you finish talking to them. Well, we were talking about what our theme songs need to be. Every hero needs a theme song. And we started off with mushy stuff like the wind beneath my wings and ended up talking about the Superman movies, music, and the old Batman TV series where you didn't have to have any words. You just went, na 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 Batman. And so we were doing that with our names. And pretty soon we... It would sound like na 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 Lynn, or how would it go? Um, It was na 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 Lindy, because that's my nickname. And and so it was just silliness, but we were singing things. And then we got to Pharrell's song, Happy and um, the bare necessities from Walt Disney's Jungle Book movie and the Rocky theme, the Rocky movies theme, uh, the Star Wars themes, all uplifting songs, even though you think about it, they're kind of silly. Got right to my granddaughter's favorite when she was a little girl. She walked around the house with some of her friends singing that song from Frozen. Let it go, let it go. Now, they were too young to know what they were letting go, but they were singing that song and it just seemed to make them so happy. Um, We need to keep that child's heart and just find what makes us feel good. Awesome. And just what, how did the, how did the birthday go? It's kind of catchy. So say it again. (laughs) Birthday, birthday. All right. All right. (laughs) He was about five years old and he'd probably be embarrassed that mom still remembers the song. But it's catching. So our thanks to our thanks to him. So the levity that we can find. And, and I just have to say that through a you know rabbit trail that you get on when you're, you know, looking through YouTube, I found the most incredible um, dancers. They were doing modern dance. And the, the, the problem with quarantine, of course, has become self, you know, kind of delusional thinking, oh, I could dance like that. <laughs> I seriously want to try to do this modern dance thing, but I understand what you mean. It's, it was such an inspiring, so you know, inspiring music that I had not heard before. New singer, and the the dance was stunning. And I just it made a whole shift in the whole day just to see that. And yeah, I might not ever pull off the dance, but I can pull off a couple moves, right? Right. And you don't have to be able to do the jan- the dance. You you need to feel the joy. Um, we can all dance. It doesn't mean that we can all be on stage dancing, but everybody can make a few moves. All right. I will take that as, as wisdom and nothing. I got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Just move it, move it or lose it. Don't they say that? <laughs> yes. But how about, you know, addressing maybe some of the weight that we feel, some of the heaviness to say, oh, we, we encounter people like, oh, I want to help with that. Or I want to fix that. How, What's the antidote to that 
pull to like, ooh, solve things, fix things, ease the burdens? Um, I think it's a bit of the ego, that first person singular, I, I need to do something. I want to do something. And there's nothing unhealthy about wanting to help, but we have to understand we can't solve every problem. We can't do everything. So if we can just focus on one little thing, and I mean a tiny thing to begin with, for example, I can write a letter. I can make a phone call. Those little things will open up our minds and our hearts to something bigger, but we still have to remember we want to be problem solvers, and that's just a part of an empathetic nature. We can't do it all, but we can do some small things. It's like the hummingbird who um, was lying on the ground with the feet up in an old, old folktale. And an elephant came along and asked, what are you doing? And the hummingbird said, I'm, I'm trying to hold up the sky. It seemed like it was falling and I'm trying to hold it up. And the elephant said, but you, you can't hold up the whole sky. But the hummingbird said, I can hold up one little bit. Where does that come from? That's beautiful. I've not heard that before. Um, there's a version of it that comes from India. I don't know if the bird is the same bird. And there's another one that comes from uh, the eastern coast of the continent of Africa. I like to collect different stories, and sometimes I mix up their origins. But uh, that's one of my favorites, that hummingbird not giving up. And it's just his portion, just to hold up your part. That little bit, that's right. And it might be the piece of sky over you, right? It might be for your family because the whole climate starts with us, right? It's the atmosphere we bring. Exactly. And if we are a model of being uplifting, like lifting up the sky, then someone else may think, well, she's doing that little bit. I can do that. And maybe I can do a little bit more. And I think it just kind of starts a chain reaction, um, some people may get annoyed, and that speaks to the fact that their heart is so heavy that they can't see that possibility. I don't think we should judge them. Um, we should just give them the time to see uh, a more effective way and keep on being the model for feeling good both about ourselves and about the possibilities. And that might mean... Um... You know, obviously, just to read more about this, this is, you know, part of something that, you know, that you wrote, Lynn wrote um, on part of the TLA uh, blog site on masks, capes, you know, and the strength to smile and any final, you know, kind of wrap up thoughts um, that you want to offer or something that you're going to do today that puts all of this in, in motion to some degree. Well, I call my mother every day. She's 94 and she's in assisted living. And so um, I don't get to see her very much, just talk with her. But I came up with the idea of doing a patio performance of stories that'll be piped into the building for all the elders to hear. So that's something I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit later on in the afternoon with a coordinator. And wonderful. Part of it, part of, you know, moving that energy right now is being creative. And this sounds wildly, beautifully creative. Well, we're doing patio play, I guess we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds, it'll be, it'll, it seems like it'll set a really, really good atmosphere, you know, for, for anybody who can, you know, join in and be able to see that. So it's really inspiring. Yes. 
they can see it through the windows if they want to sit at the windows to the patio or they'll be able to hear it from their rooms. That's my hope. Oh, well, you know, I just read something, you know, recently that um, teaching is like 90% encouragement. And it just sounds like you have that in abundance, you know, no matter what you're, you know, we're all like leading, modeling, teaching in some way. So thank you. The encouragement is contagious. Oh, thank you, Beth. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we just want to let you know that Lynn has also two other segments um, that will also kind of line up with um, the blogs on the TLA site too. One is called, um, the entitled, the, its title is The Uninvited Guest, and that is how to face and embrace the unexpected. The second one that we'll be talking about here and will also be represented on the blog is the masks we wear. We're talking about different masks than the ones we just spoke of now. And Lynn will be talking about how deep listening and deep looking will be the new normal for healthy communication going forward. So you'll want to catch both of those podcasts right here. So I want to say, you know, thank you again very much to Lynn today and for her message and also for the wider message of TLA at this time that we are, in fact, a network devoted to creating new and meaningful ways of being together right now, even while we're apart. 